Welcome to week number 174 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. Welcome back to the East Coast, Steve. Thank you. I, j- I made it out just in time, too. Apparently, uh, the storms got oh, yeah. kind of crazy. Like an, an hour hour later saw... flight, I might not have made it back. I was going to ask if you saw any of these like Arctic rivers or anything that I did that's going not. On out there. I did not. But now I'm dealing with the consequences in my other job, which is work. Um, and now <laughs> I'm on right. California cat duty. So that's fun. Oh, good times. You going to go back anytime soon? Um, there, this, I don't think so. I don't think that's the plan but uh yeah we'll see what happens um yeah welcome everyone thank you for joining us we are two guys in the fridays and we go back we watch everything that airs on tgif exactly 30 years after it airs exactly that's what we do um now we've got four brand new episodes this week we'll get into that in a minute uh before we do thank you to shannon for the theme song this week Thanks, Shannon. And if you want to send in your own version of the theme song, it's pretty easy to do. Just record it on whatever device you have. uh, Email it on over to TGIFcast at gmail.com, and we will play it on this show. Absolutely. And uh, also, while you're doing that, if you're already online, uh, go ahead and follow us on all social media at TGIFcast, and then you will be the first to get all the updates of uh, things that we have coming up. Yeah, and you remember YouTube, the Megan Haldeman video is now up, so you can watch that and uh, all that good stuff. Yep, so uh, the other thing we'd like to do before we get into the episodes is talk about what was going on in the world 30 years ago this week. Now, these episodes would have aired, uh, what week in 93? Well, these would have aired Friday, January 15th, 1993. And uh, during that week, uh, January 12th, 1993, they did the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for that year. I think it was the eighth annual. And uh, I didn't write all of them down, but uh, The Doors, CCR, Etta James, Van Morrison, and Dick Clark were all uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's some good ones. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm pulling up the list to see what else we got in. Uh, You said, did you say, you didn't say Cream. That's a good one. Van Morrison, I don't think you said that. I said Van Morrison. Oh, you did? Okay. Sly and the Family Stone. Dinah Washington. That's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Who performed? Did it perform together for time? Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce, and Ginger Baker played together for the first time in 25 years. Yeah. Good year. Uh, also in uh, the same week, on the 14th, uh, we talked about how Letterman declined the offer. Well, on the 14th, he announced that he was moving his show from NBC to CBS. So now things are starting to make sense. Got it. Got it's it. Kind of. Yeah. Enough. More or less. Uh, what about movies and music? What was number one this week? Uh, music. We know the song. I will always love you. Still number one. We'll be number one for a few more weeks. So no surprise there. Whitney Houston, number one. Number th- our, uh, box office movie. All right. In its fifth week, it becomes number one again. A few good men. So a few good men was number one for like three or four weeks. And then I guess three weeks. And then Aladdin took number one last week. But A Few Good Men was like, no, we're not going to let this cartoon win. Comes back number one at the box office wow. for this week. A Few Good Men. Does I, I'm guessing Aladdin doesn't come back, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does. I don't Stay know if you looked in that far yet. I know, I know, I know the, I okay. know the answer to your All question. Right. But we'll I see what happens. Keep it a spoiler-free episode, I guess. Unless you haven't watched these episodes because uh, they're 30 years old. We don't care about spoilers after that. After uh, it's, it's, The second <laughs> no, it hits 30 years, then we can spoil it. That's what. That's how Should we put a spoiler alert at the beginning of every episode? Or Yeah, spoiler alerts. If you haven't watched these week's episodes, we're going to be talking about them in depth. Um, so watch them quick before it's too late. That's, that's your too late. morning thing. No birthdays this week either, just, just an FYI. All right, we do have a full week of brand new episodes of TGIF, so we're starting off with 8 o'clock. It's Family Matters, season four, episode something. I don't know what episode number you have. I think 14 is what it is on. So uh, air, airing episode 12. Okay. Episode 12. The Way the Ball Bounces. That's the name of the episode. It starts off after the theme song. Uh, no, no, Steve. Family Matters. I told you. Uh, the good thing is, if you if you work quickly, you can pick up your notes because this is actually Hot Wheels. This is Hot Wheels. This is Hot Wheels. I can get my Hot Wheels notes. I know exactly where they are. You want me to get them? Get them. Get your Hot Wheels. Notes. Right, you start. Try to time it so I'm All back right. right after the so, theme song comes. So I'm gonna give a little bit of a, a little bit of thing here. So this episode was originally scheduled to air at I think it was episode five. 
um, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I don't know if we're in our life going to find out why it was not, it did not air in episode five and instead aired in episode 12. So something weird is going to happen in this episode where uh, we're going to meet Ted for the supposed first time, even though it's not. But I'll go ahead and get started while Steve is gone and we can we can get into it after the theme song. So we started the kitchen. Carl, Laura, Carl and Laura are making sandwiches. Carl's got this giant, awesome looking hoagie. Uh, and while they're making sandwiches, Steve comes into the kitchen. He has got a like a roller stool glued to his butt. Um, you know what's really funny? No. The wrong episode that I watched, they're also making hoagies. I mean, Carl makes hoagies a lot. Is Richie in there making hoagies with him? No, just him and Laura. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So Urkel comes in. He's got the he's got this this stool glued to his butt, and Steve lets everybody know that he has invented a new adhesive and that is wacky tech which is a great name for an adhesive like i'm surprised that that is not or was not at the time an adhesive anyways while he's there you know it's funny too literally in the episode i watched he's making a hoagie and steve comes in with a new invention maybe this is a new thing maybe this will be a continuing yeah a continuing theme so while he's there urkel's mom calls we find out his mom i don't know if it's the first time we find this out but her mom's name's roberta while Steve takes the call, he, he like sits down on the stool that's glued to his butt, which is pretty funny. And it turns out that uh, much like his father, who who many, many episodes ago ate the um, the explosive food, she got into a bathtub that was filled with wacky tacky and is now stuck in the bathtub and he's got to go chisel her out. So Urkel rolls on out of the kitchen on his butt, smashes some trash cans on the way out and is on his way home to save his mom. I, he had to have fun with this, like being able to just like roll around on your butt. This seems fun. Yeah, I watched this episode like four months ago. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have notes. Uh, we'll, we'll see how much I remember of it. But the theme song comes back and we've got Eddie. He's coming into the living room where uh, Carl's reading the paper and he tries to get his dad to uh, get him a car. Like that's what that's his whole yes. thing. This that's uh, the goal episode. Right here. I need a car, dad. And you had mentioned as well that in, in the episodes that we ended up watching around that time period, there's a lot of talk about Laurel winning. Eddie to give her rides, and this is obviously he already had the car, right? Yeah, of, of this episode, yeah. So uh, Eddie does say that he's gonna sacrifice college for a car because I guess that's <laughs> where the money's going anyway. So he's like, well, oh, Carl don't, says, don't like worry. you can either go to college or you can get a car. I don't have money for both. Which is also really funny because the episode I watched, there's a lot of college talk in. Well, is that does that air next well, week or no? When the ball bounces. Sounds right, but I'm not 100% sure. All right, so uh, we go a little later that night. Carl is uh, talking to Harriet, and Carl really wants to help Eddie out. He wants to get him this car, but he just knows that it's not something that he can afford right now, and he kind of feels like he's letting his son down at this point. Well, and this was kind of like a promise that he made himself when when Eddie was born is that, that, you know, I will be there for him, and I will, you know, get him the things that he needs in life, like the things that matter, the things that are important. And he makes this kind of argument that to a guy, to a young teenage boy, a car is an important thing. It's a status symbol. It's a sex symbol. It's it's part of your personality. And he feels like he has a he has an obligation to find a solution for Eddie to get him this get him the car. But uh, Harriet does come up with a brilliant idea, which uh, Carl likes the idea. Why don't we get oh, yeah. Why don't we get an old clunker? You guys can restore it. It can be a family bonding thing. You can spend time with Eddie, and then he will have that car that he's always wanted. Exactly. It's great. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, not a good idea if it was me because I would have no clue how to put a car together. Well, I think part of I think part of what, they're figuring it out together kind of thing. Yeah. Part of what everybody understands here is that it's them working together to figure out this whole thing. Nothing I would ever try to do. Uh, we go a little later. <laughs> We've got Steve uh, and Laura getting home and Steve is still talking about this uh, wacky tacky glue from the uh, earlier scene in the episode. And he tells Laura, um, Tells Laura what does she think? Oh. So basically, he's like, "Look, this wacky tack can it's the best. It can bond anything. What's your opinion on it?" And she's like, "Well, if I put it on, what happens if I put it on your lips?" Yeah, what I wrote down. Like, I wrote down. What do you think? The man of your dreams is going to show up? Oh and, yeah, yeah. And then, well, Urkel's like, "I'm sick of you talking to me like this. Like, what do you? You need to realize that I'm here now. And what do you think is going to happen? Like, I'm just going to open the door, and the man of your dreams is going to be standing there. And then he opens the door." And this is where the actual debut of Ted, is it Kern? Is that his last name? Ted Kearns. Yeah. Ted Kearns. So completely out so of this order. Was a, 
Yeah, this was intended to be the debut of Ted, although we obviously know that we've met Ted in multiple episodes at this point. Which could be very... Were you confused at all this episode? Like, or I mean, well, I, mean I guess I knew you knew what was going I, on. I knew what was coming, yeah. So um, he's there. Ted's selling candy. That's the first interaction that we have with Laura and Ted. Ted's there to sell some candy um, and then ends up flirting with her, asking her out. She says yes. And, uh, of course, Steve is, like, in the background behind... Uh, I think he's behind Ted, right? Like, mocking him the entire time. He's, like, moving around the room. But, I mean, his whole thing is being Steve and, like, trying to talk talk everybody out of not making this happen. Obviously, he doesn't want Laura to go out with super hot Ted. 7 o'clock. That's daytime. He's going to pick her up. So uh, we go back to Carl talking to Eddie and uh, telling Eddie that he bought him a car. And uh, he tells him, I think, uh, to keep his eyes closed. They go outside. Carl shows him this uh, beat-up cop car that he's got out there. And he says he got it from an auction, and Eddie does not like the idea. He wants a brand new car. He wants it to look awesome. He wants to be able to jump in that thing and go find some babes right away. And uh, this idea of him and his dad fixing it up is not something he's very excited about. Yeah, and and when you say beat up, like this car is falling apart. A true junker. I mean, it I, it's got to cost. I, I don't know. It almost feels like it would cost more to fix this car than just to buy a a basic used car. Yeah, probably. Um, but, uh, Ed, Carl does his best, uh, doing an impression of like what it's going to be like when this car is all done with, uh, He's hot like, babes like fighting yeah. all over Eddie. Um, uh, and Eddie, oh, Eddie like goes to like lift the hood up and then, uh, the whole thing just starts smoking. The alarm goes off and we can tell this yeah. is going to be quite the project for the two of them. It's going to be a mess. So, uh, the next scene, we've got Laura talking to Steve in the living room, and she's about to go out with Ted. Like, the date's about to happen, and she uh, needs to get her earring fixed. And I guess the uh, Steve's like, oh, I got the wacky tacky glue. So he goes to fix the earring and ends up gluing his hand to her shoulder. So he's stuck there. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's, like, helping her put it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, He's, like, tugging to try to get it away but like the doorbell rings ted comes in and then uh laura and steve are trying to play it off like he's not glued onto her at all and she tries to tell ted she can't go on this date but then eventually uh tells him what actually happened and he doesn't believe her and leaves the house thinking that she's trying to stand him up or something yeah the fact that he doesn't believe her was a bit tough for me to believe for me to believe because like what do you think's going on man like obviously because they're moving around the room and 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 steve can't let go and obviously this is not some yeah she's not trying some to lie to try to get out of going on a date with ted <laughs> right there is something up like listen to the woman and what she's saying uh next scene we're in the backyard eddie is uh something with the car what's he doing so, so it looks like Eddie's working on the car. Like he's under the car. Oh, he's under and, the car. That's and, what it says. And, and Carl goes up to like talk to him, tells him how much how much this means to him, how much fun he's having. And then it turns out that it's just, it's Waldo. Yeah, so Eddie's got Waldo fixing the car for him. Waldo wheels out from underneath the car. Um, then uh, Eddie actually comes out from uh, from somewhere with a wheel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Waldo said that Eddie went to like put some air in a tire and he was up to you right back. Yeah, Eddie tells his dad that he called Waldo over to help him with the car because uh, he thought it would be fun. And, of course, like this whole thing, like it's supposed to be fun with his dad, but instead he calls a friend over because that's going to be more fun is doing it with Waldo than it would be doing it with his dad. And, of course, Carl's bummed out about the whole thing. Yeah, because that, that was not his plan. That was not the plan at all for him. Yeah, I don't remember. Was like Harriet like gardening in the backyard or something? Is that how she kind of She overheard? was. She was. Yeah, she so was gardening. she goes over. She talks to Eddie. She gives Eddie uh, a pretty hard time about spending time uh, yeah. with his dad. Smacks him in the head. And then we've got a, a sad Eddie shot right there. And, yeah, because he realizes that he messed up. Yeah. Uh, we then skip six weeks later. Eddie and Carl are attaching an E-Man license plate to the back of the car. <laughs> um, they're both looking over the brand. Well, not brand new, but like the uh, completed, renovated. Re Do you renovate a car? Is that a thing? Probably not. Uh, what probably is the best word. term here? Like, basically, they took this car to, to pet my ride. That's what happened. Yeah. And uh, Eddie tells Carl how much he enjoyed the time that they spent together. Carl, of course, says the same thing. Uh, they hug. And then Carl tells Eddie to uh, go pick up some ladies. And he says, uh, the ladies can wait. 
I want to go pick up my best friend. And then Carl's like worried that he's going to go pick up Waldo or something. And he opens up the door and he's like, hop in, dad. And then the audience goes, oh. And of course, we got happy Carl uh, hopping in the car and the two of them drive off. And this uh, car is nothing but trouble. I just want to say that like this car is nothing but trouble. It's it's like like perfectly painted with like stripes and bright blues and like all these colors. And it's not one of those like like uh, what is it, like a roadster? I don't, even, I don't know what they're called, like an intake, like a roadster intake on it. Like this you're car worried he's gonna get in some he's gonna get in some trouble with this car? Is that what you're worried about? Nothing nothing but trouble for a kid. This car is gonna get somebody. I mean, does, it, did anything happen with the car in the next twelve episodes that we've already watched? Not that I can think of. Yeah, I can't think of but, anything either, but you think it's coming. That's coming. I mean, there's this, this this car does not end well. And if it does end well, it's only because we're on a sitcom. Any normal kid with this car would be in all kinds of trouble. Uh, we do get a little bonus credit clip on this one with uh, Steve coming over, and Laura tells Steve that uh, she's straightened out talking to Ted. I don't know. What her... Yeah, she's straightened things out with Ted. They're going on a date, and she wanted to let him know, let, let Steve know. And then uh, something, she tricks him into uh, going in the fridge, and then he she uh, glues him to the fridge yeah. door. She had a plan to make sure that he did not did not uh, ruin the date, which was to super glue it. Wacky tacky. Wacky tacky yeah. comes into play again, glues Steve to the to fridge the, door. Yeah. She is going out on this date with Ted, and uh, we'll, ple- we'll see plenty of him if you go back in time. <laughs> and we all know, yeah, we all know how that, that relationship ends or goes. I guess it doesn't end it. It's still... Uh, Still a work in progress. Yeah, because I mean, after that uh, City Hawkins dance, we don't know what's going on, right? I mean, they were back together. They were they were good to go. Uh, next up, uh, I guess it's not Family Matters. It is nope. Step by Step, Season yep. Two, Episode step. Fourteen. Happy Birthday, Baby is the name of this episode. Um, let's see. We start off. We've got uh, Frank telling Carol that uh, he feels like the romance might be slipping away. Which made no sense to me because no sense because like that's super, literally super horny every episode. Every episode, she does apologize for it though, and sa- and he tells her that uh, he has plans a romantic night this Saturday for the two of them. Very sweet, very nice of him. But Carol rem- remembers it's Dana's birthday. We got to do something for her. Um, I don't remember exactly what was said here, but then Dana comes in uh, talking about her birthday and says she's got an idea of what they can do for her birthday. She wants to have a party at the house with no adults. Makes, I mean, 17th birthday party, I get it. Um, Carol says, no way that's happening without some chaperones. And Dana says, fine, I'm going to go hang out with my friend uh, Tracy. Is that her name? I think it is. Tracy. And uh, she goes upstairs, kind of upset, I guess. Um, Car- well, maybe not, I don't know. Carol, though, she's upset because... Frank um, says that uh, at least she'll be free Saturday night now, which makes Carol pretty angry. Yeah, Frank has really awkward timing in this entire episode where he just is trying to constantly remind her that they're going to have sex on Saturday um, and all the wrong times. Uh, Let's see. Next scene, we've got Al doing some laundry. uh, Separating all the stuff out. Yep. Karen's got an emergency item that she needs washed. She's going on a date. She's like, I'll give you a buck if you add it to the laundry. She's like, make it $2. two. $2. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, we got a deal going on. She's going to add the uh, the shirt to the laundry. Karen gives her some specifics of how it needs to be washed. Uh, walks out the door. Al says whatever and throws it in the pile of colors. So we know there's going to be an issue with this already. Yeah, we know something's happening here. Uh, then we see Frank getting home. Uh, he's got a gift. Carol thinks it's for Dana, but he says, no, it's for you. She says, oh, you're so sweet. He, she opens it and it's lingerie, which is not the perfect gift when you've upset your wife. No, I'm telling Well, he didn't upset her. He didn't upset her. She was upset. He was trying to make her feel better. Um, she says that she's not in the mood for anything like that right now. And then, uh, this is when, is this the first appearance ever of Tracy? Have we seen her in past? It is. Yeah. It's, you know, first and I think only, I do want to mention that given, given our history of this, you know, last season or so, she's been in a couple episodes of my so-called life. So, wow. Um, Tracy comes over, um, Karen, that's it. Dana comes down and they peace out. And then Karen comes in. She's mad because Al turned her uh, her blouse purple. Well, she doesn't come in. So there, so this, there's this like whole scene in the den where Tracy comes, Dana comes down. They leave to go do Dana and Tracy stuff. Frank makes another pass at, at Carol, 
and then they cut to the backyard and in the backyard the all the 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 younger kids are in that's the backyard right. and that's when karen shows up and starts yelling at al for making her blouse purple yeah and the two of them argue a little bit mark's out there he's like you know what i suggest we should have a little trial and then like uh they're like well, who's, gonna, who's gonna be the judge then and then uh, cody comes out and like uh it's kind of setting up that little side story for this episode yeah, and, and he, I don't know what he was doing in the. Uh, he might have just been getting high in the in the, in the like garage area. <laughs> it's the puff he, of smoke uh, when he opens the door. Yeah, he set something on fire. He's got like so. welding equipment on or something. I feel like. Yeah, he, he was probably doing something more more industrious, but who knows? Who cares? He was probably smoking. Um, all right, so then we go back to Tracy and Dana. They're talking. Um, Tracy suggests the idea she's got a, a, a cousin or something that works at a hotel and they could uh, get a room and throw a private hotel party and invite some friends over there. And of course, Dana hesitates. She doesn't want to get in trouble, but then decides it's a good idea. That's what she's going to do for her birthday. Yep. At the lakeside. And they do the whole classic, like you tell your mom, you're at my house. I'll tell my mom you're at your, or I'm at your house. And that way they'll never know. There's a lot of, there's two themes that run through almost every episode of TGIF this week. And it's one is like the parents and the kids like trying, like growing apart from each other or the kid getting older and, and not relating with the parent. And the other one is friends who give really bad advice. And so, and uh, the, the birthday first. theme too is at least across two episodes. What's the other? Wasn't there a birthday one? Or is I that, is know, that I the wrong remember. episode of Family Matters I watched or something? There was I don't there wasn't a birthday in the, no? the film matters we just talked about. Uh, oh, in, in in dinosaurs there's a birthday. There's a birthday. Yeah, yeah. Dinosaurs. Like it's almost exactly the same. The dinosaurs thing. Yeah. Well, right. Every episode. I mean, every episode is literally like parent trying to figure out how to connect with their kid. The end. All right. So in the next scene we've got uh Carol and Cody. They're looking at baby photos of Dana because Carol's still upset that uh. Dana's getting older and eventually going to be moving out of the house and she gets uh, a little emotional about Dana growing up and then Frank gets home excited about the romantic night but uh Carol is a mess and uh Frank's like all well all you need is a night of romance and everything will be okay he's he knows this is going to solve the problem yep uh then we go to the hotel party it's happening uh Dana looks like she's having a great time but she's a little paranoid too like every noise or everything at the door she thinks it's going to be her mom uh pizza guy shows up he brings some pizza this pizza guy by the way was also the same pizza guy from the virgin episode a couple weeks ago and is another pizza guy later in another episode of step by step for all of them step by step yeah so uh tracy gives him a quarter tip dana goes outside real quick says here's another dollar so a dollar 25 tip for like a 50 dollar pizza order um and then as the pizza guy's leaving back down the hall Dana goes back into the hotel room and then Frank and Carol come down the hall. They're in the room having their romantic uh, night away right across the hall from Dana's birthday party. Of course they are. Um, And then we go back to the house. Uh, It's court time. They kind of just get things set up. Like you kind of see everyone in the kitchen, like the two sides, uh, Karen and Al and uh, just a real quick scene setting it up right there. Yeah. This is the setup for, for the whole thing. So. Uh, back at the hotel, Frank and Carol have like a romantic dinner set up, and uh, Carol keeps talking about Dana the whole time. But then Frank starts giving uh, Carol a shoulder massage to try to get her in the mood, and it seems like right. Fun. This is his whole. This is strategy. Is that this I massage mean, will? It's working. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, back to the court case. Um, they kind of just wrap it all up in one scene where uh, Cody's like, oh, you, uh, I'm in favor of both of you guys. So no one well, owes anyone. There's a lot of things we find out here. Where first we find out that, that Karen still wore the blouse on the date. So That's even right. though it was a different color, it was it was ruined, allegedly. She still wore the date. And JT has, has witness testimony that states that many of the men, many of the kids that guys that saw her on this date thought she looked great and that there was no issue with the blouse whatsoever well three guys asked her out while she was wearing the the, bra- true, the blouse right. at the mall correct so yeah he doesn't favor and in favor he's not in favor of anyone so there's no real solution made i guess here well there's the solution is like carol or uh Karen, you, don't, you don't owe her any money new, or you're not gonna get a new blouse and you also do not owe the two dollars to al that you said that you would pay her oh she never even got the two dollars no, why? Because Karen wasn't going to pay her because she ruined the blouse. I thought she paid her up front for some reason. All right, so back at no, the hotel, 
Um, Do you think that was the right decision? Probably. I mean, I would have. I think. I think (laughs) she should have paid the two bucks. You think? You think that Karen was at at fault here? Um, I don't think either of them are at fault, but I still think she should get the two bucks for it. Like she did do some work. I think Al's at fault. Yeah, she showed negligence for sure. She accepted. Here's the thing: if she had not accepted it, and like Karen had just like thrown at her on her way out and said, "Do this, 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 and this," and then I wouldn't have blamed Al at all. But I was like, "Sure, I'll wash the blouse for you." Carol, Karen said, "Here's how to do it." Al said, "Okay," and then she neglected to do it the right way. Yeah, I see that. Uh, next yeah. scene: Frank has already moved over to the bed. He's now massaging her face down on the bed. They start making out, but uh, I believe this is three hours in. He's been massaging her for three hours. <laughs> um. Then for some reason, all of a sudden, the music starts bothering Carol. Um, she says it's getting too loud, and Frank gets up to try to go get them to turn it down, but Carol's like, no, let me do it. She goes over there. Dana answers the door, and... No, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Dana does answer first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Jumps back inside and hides. Tracy comes out and says, oh, hi, I'm uh, staying at your house tonight or something like that. She leaves, runs down the hall. <laughs> she walks down the hallway. Carol goes in, uh, threatens to call everyone's mother. Everyone in the entire party runs out at this point, leaving just uh, Dana and her mom alone in this hotel to uh, figure out what the punishment is. And Dana was like, hiding in the crowd. like She was crouched over, all scrunched up, trying to hide from her mom. Uh, yeah, so Carol, of course, is really mad. She's yelling, um, but then she looks at the clock and stops when she sees it's 10.47 p.m., exactly the time that Dana was born 17 years ago. Um, Carol kind of, like, apologizes for, I guess, I don't really know why she apologized here. Well, she kind of just tells her that, you know, look, it's it's about how much I love you and about that you're my baby. It's that whole, you know, classic story of, you know, you're my little girl, you're growing up, you know, I, I just love you, and that's why I don't want to see anything happen to you, and... And Dana gives the whole, you know, I'm sorry I didn't listen. I'm sorry I did this. I obviously did the wrong thing. And they kind of just, like, really, no one gets punished. Yeah, Carol talks about, like, that night that she was born and how much it meant to her that she was born and everything, blah, 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 blah. Um, And then Carol says, let's go get Frank. He'll drive us home. And then uh, they go across the hotel room, open up the door. Frank's like, I'm coming out. And uh, he's got on light up devil horns and red boxers and a pitchfork. A tank top top that says horny little devil. And a red tank top that says horny little devil. Um, (laughs) Busts out of the the bathroom with all that on. Dana and Carol are in there to see him. Dana says, you're worried about me? And then... uh, Is that the end of the episode? Then we get a credit scene or is there one more scene? Yeah, that's, that's it. And then there's a credit scene. So the I don't credit- understand that outfit, but I guess I mean I don't know. <laughs> Carol Just likes some weird good. stuff. I mean, we we know about right? all. Yeah, of I guess these they do other- a lot of you know the, the 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 naughty burglar or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, and I guess he bought her the the red lingerie, right? Like maybe it was supposed to be like a matching outfit or like something. a set. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, credit scenes back at the house. Uh, Carol looking at pictures once again. Um, this no. is the whole thing. So, so this biker shows up at the door. That's right, like, Spike, ball, like real intense biker, Spike, and says, "Hey, is Dana here?" And she's like, "I'm on my way, Spike," and comes downstairs, and the biker jumps into Dana. his arms. Yeah, because because earlier in the episode, Dana's like, "What do you think I'm gonna do? Like run off with some biker or something?" And you know, and yeah, then she Carol, says, "Like, well, next year I'm gonna be 18, and I can do whatever I want. I can go get with a biker if I want to." Yeah, yeah. So then we find out Carol's dreaming. There's no Spike. Um, Frank uh, wakes her up and Carol runs upstairs and says, I'm going to go nail Dana's door shut right now. And then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> that's it. Uh, going into nine o'clock, you got dinosaurs season three, episode dinosaurs. 12, uh, getting to know you is the name of the episode. And yeah, pretty similar to uh, some other themes that we've seen already. We've got uh Fran. She's all sick. Um, and Earl gets home and is super proud because he went shopping and he wants some recognition because he did his half of everything while she was sick and including throwing a surprise party for Charlene, which uh, well, it's her birthday. He's party. playing the surprise. He's playing the surprise. Yeah. The, pro- the party has not happened yet. He's got everything ready to go for it. And uh, he's going to have a party. He also, he also got her list. So he, he went to the grocery store he went and got picked up the dry cleaning. And then he also got a bikini wax because that was on her list of things to do. <laughs> 
Um, then uh, this next scene, we go into the forest. Robbie is talking to Charlene, telling her that she's going to have a surprise party <laughs> to act a real surprise when she gets home. They get home. Uh, to Earl, Baby, and Earl's friends from work, all uh, sitting around playing cards. The house is decorated for the party, though, and then uh, I think a couple of the guys playing cards just go, surprise. Well, the friends, the fr- they're, they are aware that they are int- they are intended to have a surprise party. They brought, like, gifts and, and whatnot. Yeah, we see the gifts a little later. Uh, after the theme song, yeah. we still see Charlene upset about the party. Uh, she runs, I think this is where we see like one of the gifts is like a can of soup. Someone wrapped up for her can of soup. And then Earl got her uh, an electric sander. <laughs> she runs upstairs to her mom. Um, mom said, here's your gift. She's like excited because she wanted a sweater from the mall, but uh Fran just knit her a sweater and made it for her. She says it's hideous right in front of her mom. And then uh, does she threaten to like do anything here or no, maybe a little later, right? No. No. no, but a stripper does show up at this point. I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see what a um, dinosaur stripper looked like. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Um, so the next scene, we are at school. Charlene is complaining about uh, her family to one of her friends. and Mindy. We know Mindy. That's Mindy. And then uh, they mention uh, running away as a possibility, right? Well, she kind of just says, I wish I could run away to some some foreign land. It's, it's not I don't think she means it sincerely at this point. She's just kind of like, I wish I could do this. And then sees the sign for the foreign exchange program. Uh, then we go back to the house. Uh, Fran got Earl to uh, come home from work early and tells Earl that uh, Charlene is moving away. She's doing this foreign exchange thing at school. And... Uh, Earl like doesn't believe it. Like keeps playing it well, off. Like she's it's all not pa- actually happening. Well, yeah, she's all packed up, and she's got all of her all of her stuff is packed in the den, and that's that's what you see when Earl walks in. And Earl just, it's not. It's, he doesn't believe. She's like, that oh, there's got that's got to be an empty suitcase, and then it's like clothes and like toiletries yeah. and stuff. Like oh. he thinks it's just a threat, but like slowly it unravels. Like all right, this is actually happening because. Uh, well, I think that's. I'm jumping ahead too far. It doesn't, it doesn't have, it happens very slowly because what she does is she comes down, she says goodbye, she takes her stuff, she walks outside, she gets on the bus and she leaves. And the whole time Earl's like, oh, she's not going to get on the bus. She's not going to go anywhere. She's not going to, she'll be right back. This is just a joke. And then you see a little caption that says two days later. And that is when, that's when Fran goes outside to say, Earl, it's been two days. You need to come inside and eat some food. Yeah, so she's off. She's going to some family in some foreign land. Uh, a lot of talk about foreigners in this episode, by the way. Like, uh, yes, kind of odd some of it, but it's a little. It's a. It's like borderline uncomfortable. Sometimes. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, the next scene is back inside the house with, uh, I think, who's in there? Robbie. Earl and Fran and Robbie. It's, it's yeah. It's the rest of the families in there. They're about to eat dinner. Yeah, and we find out they have a foreign exchange student, too. Uh, it's a foreign bird. It lands on the windowsill. His name is Francois-Jean Pepe. Uh, no, Poupon. I thought he, I thought it was Francois-Jean Pepe Poupon. Oh, maybe. Okay, okay. Sorry. I, I, I could be wrong. Soon. I think there's a Pepe in there. Um, eh, whatever. But anyways, uh, he's a bird. He's real loud. Um, he's trying. real French. He's real rude. Yeah, they're trying to make like a stereotypical French dinosaur and... Uh, the family's getting bird. real, real annoyed because oh yeah, bird. Because uh, the family's getting real annoyed because this bird's real loud, real annoying. Well, and like Fran gives him some food to eat, and he doesn't like it, and yells at him, and, and it's, he's just not, he's not fitting in at all. Yeah, and I don't think the bird really likes them either. Like, uh, like mocking the family for being dumb and stuff. That might be more a little later, but uh, we go well, back. And he forth. comes in that way. He, like he starts the whole like relationship as not liking them. And Fran is trying to be nice and immediately is like, this, this isn't worth it. Uh, we go back and forth between the two houses now because Charlene is at this, uh, at the birds family's house and, uh, they're trying to like feed her worms and she's just not happy about being there. They're watching the dinosaur version of Jerry Lewis and she doesn't think it's funny. And the French birds think it's hilarious. And she, their home is a nest that is just tiny, like inside of a tree. And she basically takes up the whole space that is the house. So, uh, within, oh, and and a note: the dad is voiced by Tim Curry. Tim Curry has been on the show before, huh. but new character form. Uh, we hop back over to the Sinclair's house, where um, the bird just keeps calling him fat and stupid. Everyone in the family and uh, continues to annoy him with his uh, loud squawks. Uh, they then show uh, like a conversation happening with uh, Baby and Francois, and then they show like a side conversation happening with Fran and Earl in the other room. 
they come back in to, uh, I guess, say something to Francois, but Baby has eaten him. So Francois is no more. Baby ate the bird. Yeah, well, Baby said he had a present for him, and, it, and the bird said, oh, what is it? And the bird, and Baby says, it's in my diaper. And then they started finding more, and yeah. It's it a good joke. Him. I like that one. I, it is. It's been a while it since is. I've done it. Let me try it again. So uh, Fran says, uh, we, need a, we need to call Francois's parents. We need to let them know what happened. And Earl's like, we can't until we get Charlene back. He's making, I mean, this is a very complex situation. Like your child is, is with this other family. You need to let them know that your baby has just eaten their child. Although you would think that, that Charlene could take any of these birds pretty, pretty easily, right? Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. Like a dinosaur could eat a yeah. bird like the baby just did. Well, like just did. Right. Exactly. Um. So there's another quick scene, I think, like at the birdhouse and then we go back to the Sinclair house where um, Earl and Fran have taken, I guess one of the refrigerator creatures, right? It looks like a creature. Yeah, it looks like a creature that they've put wings on and dressed up to look like. Yeah. They've painted it. They've got paint on the table and they have decorated this creature to make it look like Francois and uh, their Earl's going to take it to go pick up Charlene and do a little trade off. Cause they're like, there's no way these foreigners are smart enough to know that, uh, this isn't their kid. Exactly. Um, so then we don't see Earl go to the house, but we see Earl get back. And uh, he's like, I'm back. And it worked. They didn't even got Charlene. realize that it wasn't their kid. I've got Charlene. Here comes Charlene with all her stuff. And in comes a male dinosaur dressed up like Charlene. They played the exact same trick on them. And it, it's, yeah, it's funny. Because, I mean, the dinosaur doesn't look like Charlene at all. Um... Uh, need so so they, they arrange a meeting basically the phone rings it's the poupons and, and they're both like we need to we need to figure this out so they, they arrange a meeting and then they, the next scene is them cutting to the kitchen and both sets of parents are sitting around around the table yeah earl gives them uh the news that baby ate their son and well first first the poupons say that that charlene ran away and they don't know where she is yeah and then uh and then yeah. they want to make a trade they're like, fine, if our son's dead, we want your TV. <laughs> and uh, at this point, too, I think uh, Fran's like, we got to give it to him. And then Fran's like, oh, yeah, do it. This is a great deal. Do they end up doing it? Well, we don't know. We don't know. Because because the thing is, like, right after they propose this TV plan and Char- and Fran's like, yeah, it's a great idea. That's when Charlene, Charlene walks, walks in the front door. Yep. Yeah, so they have a lot less leverage at this point now that Charlene is, has returned home. Yep, we find out she did run away from the birdhouse. Uh, she missed home. She wanted to come back. And Fran, uh, I think Fran then like sends the poupons out of the house, right? Well, Fran walks, goes into the kitchen to let Earl and Charlene have a conversation. They have a whole heart to heart. He apologizes he says, for like... He apologizes, says, hey, I'll take you to the mall. And we'll, we'll see if there's any sweaters that you like. And, and this whole time, Fran's in the kitchen. And this is where the episode ends. The episode basically ends with Earl apologizing to Charlene. I was so ready for them to walk back into the kitchen, like Earl to walk into the kitchen and Fran had eaten oh, just like a pile of bur- bones or something like that. Yeah. Like, like they had gotten into a fight when she walked back in. And so she just ate. It was a weird ending of an episode. Like literally she's like, all right, I'll go to the mall with you. End of the episode. Yeah, that's it. I really, I don't know. I was a little disappointed. I, I wanted her to eat those two birds. All right, well, we'll see if you're disappointed with this one. Camp Wilder, Season 1, Episode 14, Bring Up Brody is the name of it. And uh, Ooh, it starts that is off- not the right episode. No? No. All right, well, you can lead this one then. Got it, watch <laughs> okay. it. Uh, yeah, give me one second. Let me, let me pull up the actual episode name because it's kind of kind of relevant uh which which what episode did you watch maybe i just read the name wrong name of the episode is it the one with this uh with this girl new girl the brody has or no no no, no. all right oh uh, you missed it you missed a good one too i would really i like this episode. i'll go watch it really good not right now at some point so the name of the episode is i love you margaret b Sanger," and and that'll make more sense if you know who Margaret B. Sanger is by the end of the episode, but we'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll circle she back. invent the song machine. She did not. That, no, no. Different oh, singer. singer, not singer. Oh, singer. singer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the good news about this episode is it starts with rusty. Rusty is what they have named the penguin. The penguin's still around. Oh, the good. penguin is a part of the family. And basically the pre-credit scene or the pre like theme song scene is 
just the penguin looking at the fish tank and off screen you hear ricky like rusty rusty like you know don't do that and so the bird eventually like hops down and waddles away and ricky's like good 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 rusty um and so the, the theme song comes and then they cut back and and we've got beth and dex so dex is back jared leto has made his return oh um and they are studying and beth you know, I think I did I get this name wrong the whole time. It's Danielle. I'm sorry. Danielle, it's Danielle, obviously, who's studying uh, with, with Dex. So Danielle keeps just wanting to make out with him. And eventually, though, they kind of work out this thing where he asks her questions. They make out for like 10 seconds, and then she knows the answer perfectly. Like it's helping her remember all of this complicated US history stuff that they are doing. So they're, they're working on the stunning, and then that scene ends. They cut to the den. And you've got a scene where Sophie is trying to play fetch with Rusty and is really disappointed that Rusty can't play fetch. And, you know, Ricky says, like, well, here's all the things penguins can do. And she's like, they can do all that, but they can't play fetch. And that's that's kind of she's a little sad that her penguin can't play fetch. At that point, though, Danielle comes in. Ricky is going through pictures of, you know, another uh, this is similar to step by step. She's going through pictures looking at her like high school photos, her with a, as a cheerleader when she was younger. And there's a picture of her and her ex-husband dean and and danielle's like oh that you, you guys are really cute you were a cute couple he was a really cute guy and then danielle kind of like lets that lead to her ask starting to ask ricky sex questions like what did you did you want to have sex with him when you you know what did you use for protection like getting pretty specific about what like how to have safe sex as a high school kid and ricky kind of realizes what's going on and, and this is, is who's is talking giving, to ricky danielle okay danielle so so uh what's her name the the famous million dollar one, baby, maybe million dollar baby, exactly. The next Karate Kid. Um, so Danielle's giving her kind of, or excuse me, Ricky's giving her kind of a little bit of advice on on birth control and the right way to do things. And then Beth comes in, and Beth is like, "This is a big mistake. You shouldn't do it." And Danielle's like, "The only reason you don't want me to have sex with him is because you think he's uh, hot, yeah. and you still think you have a chance." That's really all it is to it. Beth is like, "Yeah, sure, you're right. Whatever. It's not a big deal. I don't care." Um, so Danielle leaves to go meet Dex at the library and, and that's just kind of her plan. So we cut to the den. Um, Melissa is on a phone call. Melissa is upset because she finds out that there's this big party going on and she's the only person in the entire school that wasn't invited to this party. And she has no idea why. And Brody's like, look, you're not the easiest person to get along with. You're really just kind of a jerk. And maybe if you start being nice to people, then you'll start getting invited to things and people will be nicer to you. And so he starts to kind of have these conversations with her, like how to coach her on how to be nice. And so we kind of start to see that start. And then we hear a knock on the door and it's Danielle's mom. So Danielle pulls Ricky aside into the kitchen to talk. And and Dan- Danielle's mom is like, do you know what I found? This is Danielle's the first time room? that we've seen Danielle's mom. I it's gotta don't, be, right? Maybe she might've been in like an early episode. I don't remember I don't, ever seeing any I don't either. of the parents of the other kids. Yeah, I'm not sure I do either. But she's like, so you'll never guess what I found in Danielle's room when I was searching Uh in it. She pulls out a sock, dumps the sock out. It's full of condoms. And she's like, this is the first time I've ever found anything of concern when searching Danielle's room. And she she goes into Ricky. She's like, I don't appreciate you talking to my daughter about the things you talked about. I don't like that there's no rules over here. I don't, you know, you you can't talk to my daughter. You can't get involved in her life. And Ricky's like, well, you know, she came to me. I was just trying to, you know, be somebody that she could talk to. And then her mom <laughs> makes this absurd comparison of like, well, what if your daughter Sophie came to me and said, I want to know about smoking. And the advice I gave her was just smoke lights and you'll be fine. It's like, that's not even the same thing. That's totally a different situation of, of giving your someone advice on how to smoke cigarettes versus like yeah. helping them understand how to have safe sex. So anyways, uh, we cut to later. Danielle comes back over. Uh, Ricky talks, you know, comes in and says her mom was, you know, tells her that her mom came over, was really upset. Um, Danielle, you know, Danielle says, well, you know, I told her that I wish that you were my mom. You listen, you understand what I'm saying. You you talk to me. Um, and that she tells Ricky that she has made the decision that she is going to have sex with Dex. And um, hold on. Oh, and then Ricky, this is when Ricky's like, well, you know, at this point I can't, I can't butt in. I told your mom I would stay out of it. You know, you do you do you. And then I, I really can't get involved. Talk to your mom if you have any questions. Um, and then Danielle's like, well, I'll, I'm going to do it anyways. I'm do whatever I want. And, um, and that, and then she kind of walks out and Dorfman's standing around and, and Ricky's talking to Dorfman and Dorfman's like, yeah, it's terrible. 
And they had this whole conversation about how Ricky's like, I can't butt in. I can't, you know, I told her mom and, and Dorfman's like, well, you know, sometimes kids can't talk to their parents and just need somebody to talk to. And it's, it's good just to be that person for people and, and be helpful where you can be helpful, even if you're not necessarily supposed to be. So that's where we are so far. Then we go back to Sophie. Sophie is still trying to train Rusty, not having any luck. I don't even know where that storyline is going to go, but whatever. So she's got the penguin. Dorfman comes in, he's helping out too. And then Brody comes in um, and he has got Melissa with her and he's trying to like teach her all these things about how to be nice to people still. He's trying to do this whole thing. And Melissa's like, I think I'm starting to get it. I think the point is whatever I would normally do, I just need to do the opposite. And as she's walking up the stairs to go to her room, Ricky's coming down. She's like, oh, that's a nice blouse, Ricky. And Ricky's like, what's wrong? What's wrong with this blouse? She's like, oh, I'll have to return it because she thinks that, you know, Melissa's just being a jerk. Um, so Danielle and Beth, they come in with these two friends that we have never seen before. One of them was on an episode of Full House for whatever that's worth. But these two girls and they are planning the night, you know, what they're going to do that night. And Danielle's like, I can't go. I'm going to hang out with Dex. Tonight is, is the, the night. night. Oh, man. The I night. mean, you got to get it in now her- before he gets on my so-called life because then she's not going to have any chance. Right, right, right. And her friends, this was so aggravating because her friends started giving the worst advice ever. They they first start off with the whole like, oh, don't worry about birth control. That's the guy's responsibility. He'll have it. You don't, it's not something you need to worry about. The whole time Ricky is sitting in the back, like trying to keep her mouth shut. And then they go into this whole like, oh, don't worry about it. You can't get pregnant your first time anyways. It's like a freebie. Anytime you have sex with a guy for the first time, you can't get pregnant. That way, <laughs> if you don't like it, you don't have to worry about it. You can just move on to the next person. And finally, Ricky is like, stop, stop. You two are idiots. Stop. And she's like, do not listen to these girls. Let's let's go talk. Um, so she pulls her into the kitchen and and kind of gives her like real advice on on how to deal with this stuff so then we cut to dexes dex is you know they're getting ready it looks like they're getting ready to start making out and do the thing and then what they immediately get to is dex is like i'm not ready for this this is not you know i want to make sure it's special so dex pulls the whole like i'm not ready card and and um and danielle danielle's like Oh well, you know I, I'm I'm I, I want to, and he's like, well, you know, it's I just want to make sure it's special, make sure it's the right time. Now is not the right time. So then we come back to the kitchen. Ricky's in the kitchen. Danielle walks in. Danielle kind of has this look on her face, and Ricky's like, did it? You know, so what happened? And he, she's like, it was great. And she's like, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, well, what? You know, everything okay? She's like, he said he wasn't ready, and and the and then Ricky's like. Oh yeah, it was great, um, and that—that's the end of that scene. So they make they make Dex out to be like this superhero. So they left a step by step bumper in here. So we get just the step by step. Carol and Frank just saying, "Hey, thanks for watching TJF. Blah blah blah. See you next week." And then we cut to credit scene. There's Melissa in the kitchen. She is taking a cookie. Brody comes down, looks in the cookie jar, and says, "Oh man, there's no more cookies left." Melissa looks at him. They look at each other. She says, okay, bro, you can have the cookie. And then the phone rings and it is Melissa. There's an update on the party. Melissa gets off the phone and she is ecstatic. She is thrilled. And Brody's like, oh, did you get invited to the party? She's like, no. The, the girl hosting the party fell and broke her leg in two places and the party's canceled. This is great. And that's the end of the episode. Okay. Did you catch all that? Kind of. The ending part was a little confusing to me. So it's supposed it? to be like a like the same thing with like the sex thing not happening because he's not ready and then no the it's just supposed to be happen. like she did all this work to be nice and then she was hoping to get invited to the party but instead she got what exactly what a mean person would want which is that the person throwing the party got severely injured and therefore can't have the party. Okay, all right. Well, I like this episode a lot. I like this episode a lot because it did exactly what I like with Camp Wilder, where it was all about the kids dealing with their stuff. I liked it a lot, uh, and it wasn't about. Wasn't about Ricky working at a at a marine amusement park. Might be tough for me to kind of rank these because I didn't watch Camp Wilder. Um, and you watched it. And you watched Family Matters. But I, I have watched that episode, so I mean, I can still rank that fairly. I feel like. Um, All right. I'm gonna. Get, I will rank them. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. I'm gonna put Step by Step at four. I'm gonna put Dinosaurs at three. Family Matters at two, and Camp Wilder at one. I, I thought this was a strong week. I thought all these were pretty good. There's a lot of similar themes with the like parent-child relationship, with uh, with you know friends giving really bad advice, with kind of reminiscing on the past. 
I liked it though. I thought it was a good week. Yeah, so I pretty much have the same thing as you because I didn't watch uh, Camp Wilder. I have Family Matters at one, Dinosaurs at two, Step by Step at three. So it's just all pushback one. Gotcha. Uh, all yeah, right, what do we have next week going on? Try to watch the right. right ones next week. Stick with me, Steve. Stick with I'm, me. I'm taking notes. So, take take these notes. Write this down. So Family Matters, episode 13, season four. It is the episode, The Way the Ball Bounces. All right. So you're I've watched that. Step by Step, season two, episode 15. That that should just be the normal one uh-huh. in order. Um. Dinosaurs is on rerun, so Reruns. don't have to worry about that. Okay. And then you've, you're also ahead of the game here. Camp Wilder, season one, episode 15, uh, bringing up Brody is the episode. The I one, can, I think I the can one spoil a lot of things for you about that one if you want. Don't. don't. Um, I do want to just circle back real quick because I mentioned at the beginning of Camp Wilder that the name of the episode was I Love You, Margaret B. Sanger, which if you look at that, if you look, if you don't know who Margaret B. Sanger is and you look at the title and you watch the episode, you're like, well, what are, what are they talking about? Margaret B. Sanger is the woman who is credited for founding Planned Parenthood. Oh. So that is the, the the kind of the genesis of that or the meaning behind the name of that episode. Very interesting. So just wanted to put that in there because I think it's relevant and important. All right. So uh, once again, thanks to Shannon for the theme song this yeah, week. Shannon, Make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFCast. You can email us, TGIFCast at gmail.com. And uh, we got three new episodes for you next week. Three for me, one for you. and Yeah. yeah we can record tonight if you want. <laughs> I still got to watch these. I got to watch these episodes. <laughs> yeah. But we can, we can always record. Right? Whenever you're ready. I don't care. I'm down for it. Down for it. Cool, man. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to mention. Any other TGIF-related stuff? I don't think so. Anything oh, you, you can got? get it. You can knock out another um, in sync uh, "Bye Bye Bye" dance at '90s Con this year. Who's gonna be there? Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, maybe. Oh, 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 maybe that'll be a start. Maybe they'll have like Chris Kirkpatrick. Well, it's and... two Backstreets and two in Sync, but you already have you already have the other in Sync. Joey Fatone. Yeah, yeah. He, he makes sense. The other one I would assume would maybe be there is uh, Lance Bass, but maybe. We'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Well, have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude.